The Reality of Herbal Therapy Podcast, Episode 58, Keep Your Respiratory System Healthy. Welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy Podcast. Today we're going to like, Lynn and I are talking, um, we've had a really interesting experience. Um, this last, what, two weeks ago, the kids came down with a cough and um, we're Lynn has some go-to cough things. You want to share with the go-to cough things? Because somebody actually called me yesterday and asked, like, okay, how do I prevent a cough or a bronchitis? They get bronchitis and pneumonia every year, and that would this would go along with it. So what are you, your go-tos for coughs? Well, my very first go-to with anything like that is catch it early. The earlier you catch it, the the better it is. Oh, my goodness. To catch something when you have an itchy throat rather than... Waiting until you start coughing is way easier. Once you start a cough, it is really, really hard to back up. So somebody, especially if they get it every year, um, for some reason that happens. Once you get bronchitis, pneumonia, anything like that, you are much more prone to have it every year. So I know that Dr. James said um, when you know that time of year is coming around, just start taking your infection and hayas before you have anything. So that then you can build up. And like if you've had pneumonia, you want to take pneumonia along with that just as your daily regimen when that season starts coming. So that you don't wait until you're sick. You don't wait until you're low. You start taking it ahead and build up your system and make sure you have it in your system. I know he always told the story of um, taking Hayaz every day for a year to build it up in his system. And then after that as... um, he didn't get sick near as much. He didn't have allergy problems. He didn't have anything because he would keep it built in his system so that things couldn't affect him so badly. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not so good at doing that all the time. I remember those things when I'm starting to not feel good or when I have friends that aren't feeling good. I'm like, okay, guys, we're all going to start taking, like all the kids in my family, we're going to all start taking this so we don't catch what somebody else has got. But remembering to take it every day is a little more little more difficult for me but my the go-to things that I take so besides the fection and the hayaz and the ammonia there's things that I keep on hand um just in case and and which are very very handy so the analgesic that we have it works really well like a vapor rub you put it on your um on your throat like down on your lower throat on your chest and stuff and it really helps to loosen up and keep things um keep things moving but helps you to breathe so like on a child you would put you could put it on the bottom of their feet and put socks on them at night and it just helps absorb into their body it's much better than um a lot of the um, store-bought vapor rub things have alcohol in them and all sorts of stuff that causes cancer and can i mean it's got all sorts of other things those things do ours isn't ours is just essential oils and stuff and it really makes a difference and then there's dr james's cough syrup I know he doesn't sell the syrup, but he sells the mix for you to make it. That's because the shelf life um, isn't quite as long as our other things. So to assure freshness for you, we send out the herbs and you get to make it up. And it's a really, really easy recipe. But oh my goodness, it works really, really well. It's got um, herbs in it that just can really help to soothe a throat. And um, also the lungs. We have stories of clients that would come in and see Dr. James and 
Um, Jim had one of those stories. Want to share that story? Somebody you said had, was it bronchitis or was it, what did they have? Um, so the client had severe asthma. And um, so this was when Dr. James first started out. So he made the tea that you use in the cough syrup. So he just used the herbs and made it and he gave it to the client to drink. And the client um, basically started getting rid of really thick, tar-like black phlegm. And um, that was like right after um, Dr. James gave it to him. And um, he always had asthma and he was on the verge of having COPD and several other lung and throat issues. And after drinking the, the tea for the cough syrup just the one time, it cleared up his asthma and took care of a lot of things. So basically, the herbs, the lobelia and the L-campaign in the cough syrup move the phlegm up out of the lungs so that your body can expel it and get rid of it. By expel, what do you mean? So we're, It's a we're... tough subject because we don't want to make people not want to take the cough syrup, but I think it's maybe one in 50 people have this happen to them when they take cough syrup, just so that you're aware there is a possibility, and if it happens to you, that it, your body needs it. Well, basically, it triggers vomiting in that your your lungs start expelling so much phlegm all at once that it triggers the gag reflex and you vomit. Um, but but it, that's only if you have it, enough stuff in your lungs for right. that to happen. Most it, people, I've never had a kid puke because of the cough syrup, ever. Yeah, yeah. so basically, it's not... The, the cough syrup doesn't really make you puke. It just moves so much phlegm so fast that you're going to gag and you're going to throw up. But it's, If your body needs if that. You're, if, it, if your lungs are overwhelmed with mucus and phlegm and stuff. Yeah. And it, and it can't get rid of it any other way. Yeah. And you said that theirs was black. That means it had been sitting there a long time and mm-hmm. really needed to be needed to be taken care of. Yeah. So, so talking about cough syrup and all that brings up something for me. So our family right now is in Oregon. That's a very recent occurrence for us. And Oregon is very, very green compared to New Mexico where we came from. And our family is definitely having an adjustment with their sinuses and stuff, like with this cough that we have that we just can't get rid of and, and some other stuff. And so coming to Oregon, we, we moved pretty quickly and everything. And I, I've lived in New Mexico so long, and I was so close to the store in Albuquerque, in Dr. James's store, where I could just stop in anytime and pick up the herbs that I needed, that I could have all of his stuff. Uh, I could go, decide today I need it, and I go get it today. Well, we've moved a little far away from there. And I can't do that anymore. And that has been quite the adjustment because my kids started on with the with the early signs of allergies and all that stuff. And I had haze with me and I had infection with me, but I didn't have tons of it. And I have eight kids. So um, when you count up the numbers of how many pills everybody's got to take a day and all that stuff, I knew I was going to run out and that I wouldn't have it really quick. And then to top it off, when I ran out of cough syrup, because we didn't bring any with us, I realized that Dr. James's um, store was out of cough syrup also. So to order it online and everything. And so for me, it was a really, that was a really hard spot to be in. So I talked to Jim. I'm like, honey, we got to see if anywhere local has this stuff. We know that Dr. James sells the herb mix because people sometimes live in places where they can't gather all that. And I thought, we're near big cities. We're bound to be able to get all this stuff. 
We were not able to find all of it. I was amazed in calling within a hundred miles of where I am because I was willing to drive for two hours if I had to to get this stuff because I know it works that well. I was willing to drive for two hours to get the herbs, to be able to make the cough syrup for my children so that we could get better quickly and stuff. We couldn't find it all. There was nowhere in the vicinity that I could get everything that is in that cough syrup mix. So it was a wonderful eye-opener to me to something that um, my mom always said. So Dr. James's wife, she always was very, very much on preparedness. So food storage and emergency preparedness and stuff. And talked about make sure you have your store of herbs on hand. Because the reality of herbal therapy is... It can only help you if you have the herbs with you or if you know how to find them or, or can get them. And I got a hands-on experience of not being prepared. And that was such an eye-opener for me because now we've been coughing and hacking for two weeks because I couldn't catch it in the beginning because I did not have it on hand. So I'm so glad that um, we stock that, that the store stocks that and that it can be shipped out and that when the season's high, we run out of it. But it's taught me to have it on hand. I have a sister that lives near here where we are now um, and I was visiting her. I had never thought about calling her to see if she had the cough syrup on hand, but I was visiting her and telling her about my sick kids and she was like, oh my goodness, I have three boxes of that. Would you like to take one? She is my hero. She saved us because we were able to make that cough syrup and anybody who I started that on that didn't have a cough already has not gotten a cough. Um, and stuff. So that was awesome that she was prepared in that way. And now I have the goal to be prepared and to have my stuff in my storage because I don't live close enough to just stop in and get it. And even if I had, the store was out of it when I needed it. So, so I need to have that on hand and good luck for you if you need to search for those pieces in the cough syrup where you're at. But it's, I was shocked at how hard that was, but I love the cough syrup. So, well, and it was, it's interesting because, like, um, we actually went out to find the pieces, and I ended up going to six different health food stores to get the pieces, and I only got, um, there was one that I could not get, which is, like, the essential, one of the most essential, most important parts, and um, a couple of the health food stores said, well, we don't sell enough of it to make it worth it, to keep it on hand. So, there's certain, basically, when you know an herb and you know that it works for you and you trust it and and stuff um it's always good to uh make sure you have it on hand because it, it may not be not everybody may know the the value of it and how well it works um but if you know it works for you it's good to like make sure you have enough on hand yeah, and I love that too because um, I've talked to friends and they're used to dealing with the drug community like, you know, over-the-counter prescriptions and they have a very short shelf life on a lot of those. And I love knowing that herbs have a very long shelf life if they are stored correctly. So in a cool, dark place in an airtight container, my cough syrup mix before I make it up into cough syrup can last how long? What's the shelf life on that stuff? It's... At least, at least ten years. There's because there's not much oils or anything like that. You, the, it's not going to degrade any more than it already has. 
Yeah. So it's so I love that because any of Dr. James's um, products or any herbs that I decide to keep on hand, as long as I store them correctly, I am prepared to take care of my family in their time of need. Like right now, because they're so sick, we're having um, peppermint sage tea a lot. And I thought, so mullein was usually a go-to for me. If we were camping and we got sick and got a cough or whatever, and we needed um, something now, I could pick mullein in New Mexico and make a tea out of it, and it would help us immediately. And I thought, well, it's green here. There should be mullein. I have not been able to find mullein growing anywhere. And then I had to call a bunch of stores to find somewhere that had mullein, yet that is something that if it's dried and in my pantry, that I am prepared to take care of my family. And sometimes it's not just my family. Sometimes I have friends that need help, that their family is suffering from something and we need to have it. So having those things on hand, when you find what works for you and what helps your family, if it's something that's got a long shelf life, keep it on hand so that, so that, we, so that when you need it most, you have it because even though um, uh, Dr. James's stuff ships fast, three days when you have pneumonia coming on or bronchitis coming on or even just a really bad cough is three days is too long. Um, you need it now, so so be prepared and have it on hand. It is just I, I can't push enough with the experience I've just had and with the aftermath that we're dealing with. My kids are just I. I can't wait for everyone to be better so that we can so we can move on and get up and get and get going. Um, so did you want to walk through real quick how to make the cough syrup? Yeah, it is super super easy. I love it. The recipe that's in, that comes with the cough syrup is pretty straightforward. It's all you do is do a certain amount of water, you add the herbs into it and you boil it. Like you bring it to a boil and then you simmer it for, I'm trying to think of how long it was on there, 15 minutes. minutes. Simmer it for 15 minutes, so like a low simmer. Then you turn it off and you strain it. And then I let mine cool just a little bit because I, I get raw, organic, unfiltered honey to put in mine because honey is part of the medicine. It is not just to sweeten it and make it taste a little better. Honey is medicine in this instance, in this in this product so you don't have to get the best stuff but I prefer to get the best stuff so it means I don't want to put my honey into the boiling um, the boiling hot liquid. hot liquid yeah so I like to cool mine down a little bit not tons because I also like the warmth of the of the liquid to um, help the honey to get dissolved and into it really well so I let mine cool just a little bit and then I add my honey in and stir it in, and then I add my vinegar in. Now the recipe used to be, Dr. James used to have it be a raspberry vinegar because it changed the flavor a little bit. Well, but it, then it he, covered the flavor for the nasty. That was the whole point. Yeah, it covered the flavor for the nasty, but then we learned that, um, or he learned, that the um, what they use to flavor most vinegars, unless you know your source and know that they are truly using raspberries, they use some fake stuff and some stuff that's really not good for you in those flavored vinegars. So check your source if you want to use a flavored vinegar to get a better thing. Otherwise, I just use apple cider vinegar and I also use mine raw. So mine is raw, unfiltered, um, unpasteurized, all that stuff. Vinegar just because it's such a part of the medicine. It's part of what makes them better. So it's my, um, 
part of my medical regimen to keep me away from having to go to a doctor is to spend a little bit of extra money when I put my cough syrup together or any other medicinal thing I'm doing with that. Um, and then you just, add, once you get all that together, which I usually put in about a quart canning jar, it usually fits, I think. Um, once I get that together, then I just store it in the fridge. It You can keep it out of the fridge if you have to, like put it in a, I put, I keep small containers that I can take in a diaper bag or, or somewhere with me and it doesn't have to stay refrigerated all the time. You don't have to take an ice chest if it's a day trip or a three day trip. And then when you get home, you can just put it back in the fridge type thing. It lasts really, really well. The fridge just extends it. I've, I've kept it in the fridge for a year and still it has been great and we use it for the kids and it works awesome. The, the cold cut when it's cold, it kind of, it kind of covers the the flavor. Basically, the cold you get more of the honey and the vinegar, and not the flavor of the herbs. Not that the the herbs are nasty, but you know sometimes, um, like horehound is in it, and a lot of people either love it or you hate it. You know the the horehound cough drops or whatever. Some people love them, some people hate them. So it's by keeping it in the fridge, it, it kind of it softens the flavor. Yeah, it so does. it's not as nasty. It does. And some of the other things I do along with the cough syrup that just popped into my head. So um, if you follow Dr. James or any of his teachings at all, you know that when you have anything, any sinus issue, he says to treat the ears, the nose, and the throat. So whenever a cough is coming on or anything bronchial, nine times out of ten, your sinuses are draining into your lungs. Your sinuses are draining down your throat. Your, if it's not coming out your nose, it's going somewhere. So, um, the, we treat the nose. So either you use comfrey gold salve or some other, um, salve. I like to drip olive oil down my kid's nose or sometimes they need water down their nose. If they have a dry sinus headache that is creating, um, a, that's also followed with a cough and stuff, then I put water down their nose. If when I put the water in their nose, it burns like crazy it means that was the right answer and their brain is dehydrated or their sinuses, whatever it is that's up there that it's draining on is dehydrated and they need that water in their sinuses and it actually helps to keep them from getting a major sinus infection because then the body has the moisture it needs to take care of what snot would normally try to take care of. Um, but then sometimes they need the slick of oil. Sometimes it's oil that helps to solve that problem, not water. So there is... So there's those two options. So that's the what I do in their noses. Um, and then ears, we usually use like a garlic oil in the ears. If they've got a pretty bad earache already, then um, we put peroxide in their ears first. So lay them on their side, put some peroxide in their ear, let it bubble lots, dump it out, and then put all um, like garlic oil or olive oil in their ears and um, let that set for a little while. And then you can take that out. So we treat the ears. And then there's the throat. So on the outside of the throat, um, if, you, if you rub from just behind your ears and down your jawline and then down your neck, if it feels sensitive or weird at all, you've got swelling or, or something going on in there, you need to put gland oil on it. That's what we do. It helps to bring the swelling down in those glands so that it doesn't swell up so bad that you can't breathe. 
and so that it helps to clear that infection. It also, along your neck right there, when you're rubbing it, your lymphs are right there. And your lymphs being clogged and not moving um, can also help your throat to not feel good, can help your sinuses to not, your body needs to clean out those toxins. So by putting gland oil on, it's going to help the glands, the lymphs, it's going to help it clear out and clean out so that it can... Um, so that it can all move. So when my kids have something coming on, sinuses, a cough, and I, I, I lump it all together, even though we say words of cough or bronchitis or pneumonia or just the basic any of it, sinus to me involves all of those things. Any one of those, any one thing bothers my kids and we treat all, all of those. And then I start giving them cough syrup. And if I have kids that cannot take the herbs that I need to give them, so the hey, as, fection, monia, phlegma, um, whatever else I need to give them. I mix it up in a little bit of cough syrup in a bowl or something and give it to them on a spoon. So my kids have learned real quick, they don't fake sick. I've never had a kid fake sick because the, the medicine is so nasty. Why would anybody want to take that stuff if they didn't have to? Um, but mixing it up in the cough syrup and then adding a little bit of water to make it because you don't want it to have you don't want to have to chew the stuff to get it down you want it to slither down your throat <laughs> that's you, you want it to just go you don't want to have to chew it that's really nasty so but it really helps the kids and they know it helps them sometimes I put the cough syrup like after I have it made I'll put it in a squeezy bottle with like a flip top thingy that has that little spout that comes up. I, I don't even know how to describe this bottle. Um, maybe Jim can find a picture and post it under the, the podcast so you can see what I'm talking about. I will put my cough syrup in that kind of a bottle because we can carry it around and the kid without it even touching their mouth, we can squirt it in their mouth and they can do it regularly when they first start feeling nasty. If they feel an itch in their throat, then they just squirt some in there. We never get a bad cough when they get to do that. And that makes it really easy and simple, especially with little tiny kids. I have grandsons that when they see that bottle and they have been kind of not feeling good, they'll steal it and walk around with it and they'll drink the whole thing within a couple hours because they know it's helping them feel better. So I actually feel bad. I have to hide the medicine from them and it's not bad for them. They can, they can have a bunch of it, but they know, and they're like three and two. They know that it helps them to feel better. They know that it's keeps them from getting really, really sick. So it's, I I've learned my lesson. I hope for the last time that I don't want to run out of my cough syrup. So hopefully these have given you some good ideas and some good tips. Um, and if you have any questions, let us know, and we'll talk to you later. It is not the intent of professional herbal instruction or any persons associated therewith to diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But professional herbal instruction or any persons associated herewith assume no responsibility. The claims and statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.